whoa, 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 hang on a moment. Yes, you know what time it is. This is Jen, your host, and this podcast is all about taking agency and owning yourself. And every week on this show, I'm going to help you use your voice, stand in your power, and operate from a place of self. Hey, 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 it's Jen here, and here we go with the next episode of Hang On A Moment. So what I wanted to go into today was, yeah, when we're calling ourselves out on our own stuff, because let's face it, hang on a moment, we quite often want to say that to ourselves as well as to other people, but I think we are only responsible for ourselves, and that's the only thing that we can be sure of in this life that we do have a responsibility for ourselves and we can show up as the best version of ourselves or as the worst version of ourselves we can live our life the way we want to or we can live our life how we're dictated to so I wanted to talk about today I'll tell you a little story it's a little anecdote here because I am currently clearing through my house. Now, if you listen to my podcast on a weekly basis, regular basis, you'll know that I had put my property on the market. I was looking to move. That's now stalled because the market changed and I've made a decision to stay here for a bit longer and downsize as opposed to being mortgage free, just downsize to a place that gives me, um, yeah, slightly less, um, expense every month, but I still downsize. But for the time being, I am staying here. Now, the the thing that happens when you stay in a house or when you stay in a job or when you stay in a relationship and as we go through life is we collect things. So, you know, my story about this property is always when I moved into this, which is a three bedroomed house with a with an attic and it's got a summer house in the garden um, and it's got pretty big rooms and lots of storage. So when I moved into this house, um, I, I came from a one-bedroomed apartment in, in the city centre of Manchester, which is in the north of England, for those that um, are not in the UK. And I arrived with basically my furniture and a wardrobe full of clothes and not that much more, really. Um, my furniture was limited as well because I'd come from a one-bedroomed apartment that was open plan. Um, and it was fairly small, so didn't really come with that much. But I have lived here for 10 years, and I have pretty much filled it. Now, my house, I quite like a minimalist house. I don't have clutter visibly uh, on display, but of course, we all have that one room, or we all have bits behind doors that people don't see. And, you know, I have that one room, and I also have my office space, which is where I keep all of my old paperwork from my career, um, certificates, training manuals, things that, you know, I've never looked at since I've put them (laughs) where they are. And um, obviously, one of the things that I'm doing at the moment is is trying to to redecorate my house, um, just to keep me kind of motivated to stay here that little bit longer. But also, I'm starting to do some big clearing because I want to do it in preparation for 
just a refresh and also, you know, when I eventually move. But it kind of got me thinking that, you know, when as we go through life, we get rid of things potentially. We don't always do it, but let's say we do like a 10-year clear out or we do a five-year clear out or we do an annual spring clean or we clear things out as we move houses. Um then we do get rid of things that we hang on to, things that no longer serve us, like those manuals, like certificates that I don't really need anymore, like um, things that I've ripped out of magazines because the article was really good and it was so motivating, but then I've never read it since. Um, flyers from when I've been to conferences and exhibitions that I just sat there taking up space, old business cards, you know, you name it, that's what's in my office. And then I've also got a lot of books. And so... One of the books that I came across, funnily enough, the irony of this, is called The Art of Discarding. And it sold two million copies. It had when I bought it in Japan. And it's by Najisa Tatsumi. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly. But um, it's the book apparently that inspired Marie Kondo's The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying. (laughs) So I'll be honest with you, I don't really know why I bought this other than the fact that I probably had a moment where I thought, actually, yeah, I, I do collect things. And I think that's a bit of an ADHD trait as well. We do like to collect. So I'm not a hoarder, um, but I do always think, what if I need it? Um, and I was speaking to my um, my dad's uh, wife um, the other day, and she said, my dad's exactly the same. Now, I, I think I get my ADHD from my dad, so that doesn't surprise me. But then again, my mum my mom still keeps hold of a lot of stuff as well. But she's a little bit more ruthless. Like, she will clear things out and take them to the charity shop. So, obviously, that's what I'm doing at the moment. I'm really going through meticulously all of my paperwork and throwing it away. And I grabbed this book off the bookshelf because I thought it's this might this entrance to this podcast is this analogy of discarding and getting the actual um title of the book says the art of discarding how to get rid of clutter and find joy and it's interesting isn't it because this is an analogy it's what i'm doing at the moment in my life with my home and my office and it's a book that i've come across that i probably will scan before bed um It'll be bedtime reading, something quite light and easy, but hopefully it'll stick in my brain because it's always the best time to read, apparently, because it's when you remember things um, just before sleep. And it just got me thinking about other stuff. So, for example, I am also currently working with my coach again at the moment. So I started working with the coach that I'm working with at the moment last year in a one-to-one, and I've been in a couple of group containers um, with her because they have been available to me and I felt it was a good thing to do in terms of getting into a space with other like-minded women and obviously being supported with some changes that I want to make and so this is where this analogy is now sort of coming to life because part of the work that I'm doing in this group is is about discarding some of my old habits my old limiting beliefs and Of course, this is the work that I also do with my clients. I talk you through what is holding you back because what I always say is how can you move forward, which is what a coach's role is, is to help somebody move forward. How can you move forward if you don't know what's holding you back? And that's the same with your your clutter, basically, whatever it is that you're hoarding or holding on to. How can you create a new look office? How can you restyle your house 
if you've still got the old stuff. And I have this conversation with my mum quite a lot because when I redecorate my house, I don't just put new paper up or paint. I literally get rid of all the old ornaments. I re-theme. I love interior design, so I re-theme. And so at the moment, my office used to be quite shabby chic. That was the style. And now I'm going for like a Japandi, which for those of you who are not in the know is Japanese meets Scandinavian, so Scandi. And it's called Japandi, which I find hilarious. But that's the kind of look I'm going for, which is kind of interesting that I'm talking about a book written by a Japanese author um, on the art of discarding. Um, But it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's a bit like life and as we go through life, how we change. And when things happen in our life, things force us to move forward without getting rid of the stuff that's perhaps created that issue or the things that are then going to hold us back. And I think it's so important to recognise that when we go through life, we should be consistently spring cleaning our mental health, our physical health and our soul and working through what is it that makes us happy and what is it, what is it that is not making us happy and making a point and a place in your diary to declutter that and obviously you know working with a coach myself and I've always worked with coaches for all different aspects of my life including fitness and I'm also a personal trainer myself Um, but you know working with a coach allows you to be supported and to have some level of accountability as you're going through those changes and not only not only does the coach give you that support I myself, as well as the coach that I'm working with at the moment, we give you activities and um, actually work for you to go away and do that is about moving into this new standards and this new place for your life. And it's important to recognise that that affects us in so many areas of our life. So, you know, as we move through our career, I'm currently... um, I re-identifying and reanalyzing where I want to go with my with my career. So I will still be coaching, but I may be looking at doing something a little bit different with my corporate work at the moment. And I'm thinking that through, but I'm I'm kind of thinking, well, what's gonna serve me right now in this right now moment, in these next sort of like 24 months? And I think that's kind of where we need to to go to. And of course, as we're decorating a house or redecorating a house or a room in a house, we're always thinking, you know, this is gonna be this is going to be our decor now for the next two, three, four, five years, because obviously then you'll redecorate it again. I mean, I've been in this house for 10 years and I am just starting to do my second round of decorations since I've lived here. So yeah, I've got quite a big, big house. I would say, yeah, I've probably decorated one room a year and it was already very nice when I moved in. Um, But it's like if we give this much attention to our home, if we give this much attention to how we look physically and even our health and fitness, if we give this much attention to um, uh, our, our car even, how clean our car is and upgrading our car, why do we not do this to the mindset? Why do we not do this to the things that make our soul sing? Why do we not do this to um, the things in our body that are holding us back like negative experiences or trauma um or um basic basically moving into chronic stress or burnout we we don't give ourselves we don't always give ourselves enough grace to actually take time to discard and 
um, you know, another lovely way of looking at this is obviously the metamorphosis for a butterfly um, because it discards its, um, you know, the larva, uh, the larvae, the shell. It, it moves out of its cocoon and it becomes this beautiful butterfly and it just leaves that little cocoon there on the side. It's discarded it because that's no longer serving it. It's a beautiful butterfly with huge wings and it's ready to fly. And it doesn't need that little home anymore. It doesn't need that cocoon because that cocoon kept it safe for the time it was in it. It nurtured it and allowed it to grow itself to be able to fly off. And, you know, now it's able to do what it needs to do with the rest of its life. But of course, you know, animals and humans, we also consistently reinventing ourselves. And that was another thing that I wanted to bring into this podcast is um, I subscribe to like TED emails daily and or weekly I think it is and I got one this week and I always have a quick scan and I'm gonna be honest with you like if it's a video I usually cheat and just read the transcript script because videos take 15 minutes and transcripts you can read in about four so if you want some time management hacks there's one um but there was one this week and I can't actually remember who it was by it's not really that important but he's talking about um the fact that we can't possibly we can't possibly predict our future or as we are now, we can't say what we want in the future. And it, I thought, oh, this is interesting. And I'm going to have a look at what his angle is here. And what he was basically saying is about as, you know, as humans, we go through life, our life experiences change, um, our beliefs change, our priorities change, our boundaries change, our standards change, our desires change, our needs change, and our cells change. And he talks about even physically, we're not the same person we were because our cells are con- consistently um you know regrowing shedding and regrowing and we're consistently you know our hair is not the same hair that we had on our head um you know five years ago or ten years ago you know our nails you know part of our nails are brand new nails because they're growing up from the bottom you know so it's kind of like our skin it gets repaired or it comes off in the shower and then you know we build new new skin cells and you know, it's quite interesting because what he's saying is we're just not that same person. And it was so interesting to see it from that biological, physiological perspective as well. Because obviously, as our mind changes, and our body changes, and our life changes, we just become a different person. And, you know, if somebody had said to me, what do you want with your life 10 years ago? I would have answered probably a different thing to what I'm going to answer now. I might be somewhere aligned to what I said 10 years ago, potentially, but I wouldn't have known, for example, 10 years ago, what I would want for my life in 10 years time from now, because that was just too far in the future and I couldn't possibly see. Um, And also, we don't know what's around the corner. We don't know, you know, what we're going to come across in terms of challenges. You know, I've had cancer and I've had situations that have also you know, disrupted my life, which I've talked about on some previous episodes. And ultimately, you know, they change you. They do change you. They change your path in a way. They change who you're going to come across. You know, they change what you're going to go to next in terms of your life, your work. Things become different because you get pushed out of your um, I wouldn't even say comfort zone, but you just get pushed out of your safe space, your life that you're enjoying. Things come along and they challenge you. And another thing, I've just this. I think the reason why I wanted to come on today and leave this podcast was really just to talk about this this whole art of discarding. Um, because another thing, I follow a fantastic psychologist on um, Instagram who's pretty famous, and um, her um, 
handle on Instagram is The Holistic Psychologist and she talks a lot about relationships and relationship with yourself and her background. It Well, she's a psychologist. She was a relationship psychologist. Um, she talks about trauma. She talks about inner child healing. And she posted something actually yesterday, which was also very poignant, where she was talking about, obviously, you know, the responsibility that we have to do the work on ourselves as we go, as we grow through life and, you know, go through what we grow through. And um, I think it's so important because, you know, one of my comments back to one of her posts was it's it's definitely what's needed. But ultimately, some people are so unawares of like personal growth and self-development that you can get into a situation with somebody where you've done a lot of work and they haven't. So that might be a friend um, it might even be, well, it would could be a partner for sure. could be somebody who you're working with. It could be um, a leader. It could be a, a peer. It could be a family member. But either way, you know, you've done the work. You've done the work. You've kind of moved, held space for yourself and moved space for yourself. You've, you've shifted into this different area of your life. You know, you've discarded the old, you know, you've done with the past, you know, you've let go of those things that were holding you back and now you're ready to move forward. But what if other people have not done that work? And that is obviously, you know, a concern. And I also had this conversation with somebody else who was in the coaching container that I'm in. And we were having this conversation about, um, you know, it's not, it's not something that people are forced to do. It's almost like a choice. So it's like, if you've gone through your, childhood having a level of anxious or insecure attachment um so that could be anxious avoidant or disorganized with your parents a lot of people won't know that and so what happens is that person a themselves doesn't feel good about themselves or has a very different perspective on relationships than is 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 right for say a secure person and also you know that person can be impacted by that in the workplace as well not just in like interpersonal romantic relationships and you know our conversation was along the lines of it's really sad isn't it that no one intervenes there's no kind of governing body or there's no kind of part of the education curriculum that helps people understand that you know they have to do this work and obviously I guess as a society we're becoming a little bit more woke with doing the work on ourselves and you know having support having therapy you know working with coaches working with um, mental health therapists or you know acknowledging that we're okay to not be okay and, and sitting with our emotions but there's still a long way to go and I would say I've been in personal development and growth for 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 over 10 years easily and I'm still going and then I look at some people and they've never even done the work and you know these people could be older than me and I feel like there's there's a point in their life where a you know in some ways ignorance is bliss so if they don't know they need to do it then maybe everything's okay for them and that's absolutely fine but i do i do feel that there are you know a lot of people and this is what creates toxic um environments and again you know rolling in all the things that i've witnessed experienced digested this week that's all come about from picking out this book and you know sorting out my office but i've also started reading the latest book by dr garba mate as well which is the myth of normal and he's talking about the toxic cultures that we live in and how actually you know we are normal to have a level of trauma a level of um attachment 
lack of attachment with our caregivers when we were a child because society has made that more normal. So what what's actually happening now is toxicity and low level relationships where people haven't done the work and they're not their their hearts don't talk to each other. That's engulfing society and we're becoming even more disjointed, even though we're more aware of our own requirements. We're not all doing the work. And, you know, it does all go back to this spring clean, this discarding and, you know, moving forward in life. And, yeah, it just really inspired me because the actual strap line for the book as well, which is really interesting, is how to get rid of clutter and find joy. And, of course, joy is the um, the ultimate emotional um, utopia really that you'd want to get to with your life and of course emotions are fleeting and you can't always be in this period of joy you know I'm sure I've talked about it before you know on this medieval cycle of change that a previous coach from about a decade ago went through with me you know the opposite of joy um, is 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 despair and you know as you're as you're if you're looking at a clock face you know your joy is going to be your number your number 12 and despair is going to be your number six and this image that she showed me was, you know, somebody from medieval times. I've never seen this image anywhere else, by the way. I've mentioned this before, but I've never seen it anywhere else. But it was so good. This kind of like a jester's like hanging off the clock face at number six, like he's literally hanging on in despair. But then as it moves round to like nine o'clock, um, you know, some hope is coming. So you've gone from despair to hope. And then, of course, you know, nine o'clock to 12 o'clock, you've come back round to joy. And then from joy, you go to fear. That's your three o'clock. And then you go from fear to despair. And I've used this model in my own mind so many times. And I've used it, obviously, with coaching clients as well as just an analogy, because I feel that it is a real good image of, you know, life and how life goes, because we are not always going to be in joy and so you know even if we discard clutter and even if we discard the layers of us that no longer serve us and even if we discard things that are holding us back in life and if we discard our self-limiting beliefs and our negative self-talk we will never experience a lifetime of joy because that is impossible because as I said earlier on in this podcast you know curveballs happen and life will take you off track and that's obviously when you move into fear and then you can move into despair but there's always there's always going to be that opportunity for hope and so you know so you move from despair to hope and then hope to joy but it's like if you never do this work if you never focus on your own needs if you never listen to your own mind if you never listen to your own heart body soul and gut definitely your whole somatic body if you never feel what's going on in your body and you're always just stuck in your head and you're always just, you know, trying to um, desensitize that by self-soothing in negative ways or just avoiding the truth or never doing the work, then you will struggle in those times. You will struggle when you move into fear. You will struggle when you move into despair and you may find it harder to get to hope and most certainly will probably never experience top notes of joy. Um, so, you know, it's, it's really important to do this work and the, the, the reason why we discard is to bring in a new. So, you know, just a final note on that is just if you think about the seasons, because we're literally at that point now where we are in autumn or fall, depending on where you are in the world. And of course, you know, the trees are shedding their leaves. The plants are all dying. Um, you know, this is probably the best time of the year if you hate gardening because you don't really have to do anything. Um, everything just kind of like dies 
and then it will renew in spring. And that's its nature's way of discarding. It's discarding the old and it's bringing in the new. And, you know, it's this bit for me at the end of the year that I look forward to the most. It isn't even Christmas or New Year. It's actually stepping into the 1st of January and saying to myself, this is a new 12-month cycle to really get my teeth into. And I'm going to let go of what happened in this year. And I'm going to start focusing on this new year ahead and what I can do to make sure I have my best year. And if I don't have my best year, how can I arm myself ready to deal with that? And we do have to do that process of discarding and, you know, restabilizing ourselves as that new version of ourselves. So I'm going to leave it there. But I just wanted to this is really more of a kind of like a a bit of a kind of like a a download really on the art of discarding and you know as I said inspired by my book and clearing through my house and just how much stuff we accumulate that we don't need how many things that we hold on to that are no longer serving us and actually if we went through that in our mind in our body in our soul like I'm going to be doing with the paperwork in my office how much of that would you actually put in the bin because it's not even relevant anymore and you're never going to look at it again. And I think that's so important to just get rid of those things that just have gone. It's the past. Let go. You know, take some breaths, go into that pile of stuff, metaphorically, sift through it and just let go, make room for the new. And, you know, in that way, you'll be able to live a much more positively aligned, fulfilling life that can definitely move you into a place of joy. So if this is an area that you'd like to to discuss further, then please do DM me. You can also um, book in a Calendly with me um, through my link, which is in the notes, the the episode notes. Um, And also drop me some feedback. And again, please do share, download and subscribe so that you can be updated with the next episode. And I wish you all the best in the week or two ahead, depending on when when I next put out the podcast. Um, But I am going to be getting busy with my discarding and my renewal work. And I hope that you will too. So please do message me if this is an area where I can support you. And on that note, I will love you and leave you as I always do. Always loving you. Never really leaving you. I'm always here. But I will speak to you very soon. Okay, take care. Bye.